Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anti Up is your poker magazine dedicated to the everyday player and their poker rooms. Pick up a free copy at your favorite poker room nationwide each month. But Anti Up is much more than a magazine. Visit AntiUpMagazine.com daily for breaking news and each week download our award-winning poker cast. Join us on our action-packed poker cruises to exotic destinations. Anti Up, it's your poker magazine. From the Anti-Up headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti-Up PokerCast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker, Chris Casenza and Scott Long. It's June 19th, 2020. You're listening to the best poker cast on the planet. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. So, in all the years I've played poker, I always had this one opponent who gave me the most trouble. She was difficult to read. She tested me, called my bluffs, uh, pushed me to get better. She easily was the toughest player I've ever faced, and we never even played for money. Uh, she was a huge fan of our show. The uh, Annie Up OG, I think, is uh, how I refer to her. <laughs> and, of course, she was a huge fan of us, me and you. Um, so if the Annie Up Nation... So well, <laughs> if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, I'm talking about my mom. Over the years, uh, playing poker with her had provided plenty of fodder for the show. And uh, every once in a while, I'd go to her house, and she'd quote something I said about her on the poker cast, and just to bust my chops. But she loved it, you know. Uh, but her health had deteriorated um, over the past few years, so much so that I, I can't even remember the last time we actually played cards. So the Antioch Nation has one fewer member this week. Uh, my mom died peacefully at the age of 79 on Saturday. Uh, I was there with her at the end, just me and my wife. Uh, so I wanted to thank Scott for coming to the service yesterday. It really meant a lot to me. And uh, I was grateful to have so many great memories with her because of poker. You know, I think about all the times that we laughed so hard. And I think that's the, the best part about poker, for, especially for, for people like us who don't play for a living and you get to sit around the kitchen table or, or you know, get together with friends and have a home, home games. It's just the memories and the laughing. And, and uh, so I'll always be grateful that we started poker and and I got to play all those games all those years with my mom so it's uh, it's been it's been a pretty rough week but uh, I'm doing good now yeah. good to hear buddy um it's uh it's difficult you know we we've, we've talked about this my mother's not in good shape either and it's yeah. it's definitely been something i think it's uh, binded us together through this yeah. time yeah. been together so um definitely difficult um it was a beautiful eulogy yesterday though and thanks uh, uh, <laughs> it is funny though, because you know, I I don't know, I don't actually know if I ever had the pleasure of meeting your mom. Um, I'm sure, I probably did, but um, but but all the stories you've told me about her, about 
uh, listening to the show, and 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 certainly, um, I, I did get a chuckle yesterday when you mentioned Facebook because <laughs> she was always right there to talk about how I'm talking over you on the show, yeah. <laughs> not giving Chris's due. <laughs> but she said it with love. You did always say it with love, though. So, uh, but um, I think so. you met her at a, a baseball game. Uh, that's probably right. I yeah. think that's what it was. I think you met her at the Phillies place. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she was always always on there and just always happy and uh, always smiling and uh, yeah, it was tough uh, giving that eulogy because I I wasn't sure if I was gonna be okay to do it, but you know the minute I got up there, just all the fear and all the anxiety never just left me and I just read it and I had took my time and had a good time with it. So um, it's funny because the the church tells you keep the eulogy to three to five minutes. And I emailed them back, and I said, "We'll see." <laughs> wow, wow, that's that's bold. I'm like, you really keep it to three to five minutes. My mom's been on this earth for seventy-eight, not seventy-nine years. I mean, and I got to wrap it up according to your timetable. What do you got to do on a Thursday? That you know, I was so like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to write it as long as I want to write it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that offline because I am intrigued now. But anyhow. Um, uh, <laughs> But I'm glad you were not constrained by any yeah. any uh, artificial minutes in, in describing um, someone who <laughs> I couldn't much. believe they said that. But anyway, let's get on the poker. All right, and what might be exciting news for players in our Papes Poker series? Poker Stars home games are now available on Poker Stars mobile app, so players no longer have to be on their laptops or desktops to play. As part of the change, Poker Stars eliminated some uh, less popular offerings from home games but added some new variants. And I have to admit, as much as I keep trying to get on Papes, it just keeps butting heads with the few <laughs> things that I'm still doing now. Yeah. Uh, so I have not been able to get back on and play. Uh, uh, so I, you know, I looked at the list of games that are available, and I could not tell which ones were eliminated and which ones were added. So um, I'm, I'm sure our, our Papes fans, uh, particularly Poker Geek, uh, will, will let us know if some uh, less popular to the overall world, but popular to our fan base, <laughs> have been lost, or have they, if they've been added. So, uh, but uh, this is kind of a big deal. I think. I think for a long time, people have mentioned to me that they wish they could just play on their their phone, and uh, well, they could play on Poker Stars wherever they are allowed to play on Poker Stars. They haven't been able to do the home games. I, I, so. I'm, I was leading the charge in that. I think it's. I think we found out that Poker Stars reads their mail. I mean, it, it was like everyone wants to be able to just like be on their phone when they're on the road or be on their iPad laying in bed and not have to get out and. And not everybody has a desktop. You know what I mean? Not everybody has a desktop, especially in this day and age, or even a laptop. You know, it's like saying you have to play on a hard line. You know, I mean, <laughs> how many of us got rid of our hard lines for phones? So I'm glad they did that. AOL. <laughs> Um, so this is good news. I, th- I think I will play now. I- I'd have to get online and accumulate some chips like we talk about all the time on the show about how to do it. And uh, um, they give you like 15,000 chips every few hours. So, I mean, I'm going to get on there and get some chips and try to play these things now. Because every time I think of it, I'm like, oh, do I really want to go get on my desktop and then try to win some chips? But if I'm just laying in bed one random day and I want to win some chips and then think about the date, oh, it's the six, the six in the day I'm going to play tonight. So... This is great news. It really is. I bet you our home games definitely uptick with this. That's good. Yeah, definitely. I think so. All right. Well, it turns out it wasn't just players eager for Las Vegas casinos to reopen. Just days after New York, New York Casino 
reopened. A man robbed the casino cage of an undisclosed amount of money and got away. However, he uh, later was arrested across the street at MGM Grand Casino and is now facing robbery and burglary charges. <laughs> I mean, how? Here's the thing: are, are these people are like walking oxymorons <laughs> because you have to be brilliant to pull off a heist like that somehow to figure out a way to get out and get away with it which he did and then you have to be the stupidest person on the planet to walk across the street to another casino uh, that was that, that's what really prompted me to put this on here I mean, uh, <laughs> new york new york doesn't have a poker room mgm's room is, is closed now so there's really nothing to do with poker other than the, the reopening thing but you know uh, we've had our share of fun with uh, robbers over the years yeah. here because you're robbing a place that is just has more cameras than a camera shop. Um, but then this one just takes it to a whole new level. You somehow <laughs> we're able to successfully complete the robbery, successfully get out of the casino, and then you decide to hide out in another casino <laughs> across the street. <laughs> It just boggles the mind sometimes. So at least go downtown or something, (laughs) and then go in a casino. That's hilarious. You got out, hop on a public bus, and go somewhere. You know, make the make the trail cold. (laughs) 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 Oh man, Uh, you know. But you know, and always our disclaimer: wouldn't we we kid around with this stuff? It's obviously not fun to. Uh, uh, be robbed, so I feel bad for the employees and that. So uh, not making too much. I'm not trying to make too much light of. It. I understand the seriousness of it, but uh, but wow, wow, yeah, wow, yep. That's wow. just it's just insane. No, yeah, but it, it, here, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they're not really in their right mind anyway when they're attempting a robbery. So it, it's well, you exactly. Know. But, yeah, uh, I, I think we're we're looking for rational thought and then from an irrational person. Exactly. Right? So. Exactly. Well, I'd love to see what his public defender is going to say. On this. <laughs> Good luck, sir. Well, the Gambling Act of 1902 <laughs> says that. All right, sorry. Sorry, sorry. All right, here's this week's update on casinos and poker room reopenings in New Hampshire. Charitable gaming locations may now reopen with six-handed poker. Locations that Antiep has confirmed have opened are Boston Billiards and Casino, The Brook, Chasers Poker Room, Keene Casino, Lebanon Poker Room, Northwoods Casino, uh, in Manchester Poker Room and Casino. I realized I misspelled something there. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> in Florida, the Big Easy Casino in Hallandale Beach is now open with poker, and the Naples-Fort Myers Greyhound track closed for additional cleaning uh, after being open for only one week when an employee tested positive for COVID-19. In Iowa, Grand Falls Casino has reopened its poker room. In Nevada, Bellagio, Las Vegas, Caesars Palace, Carson Valley Inn Casino, and Sahara Las Vegas have reopened their poker rooms, and the Venetian has started multi-table shootout tournaments. In California, Commerce Casino, 500 Club Fresno, Golden West Casino, Club One Casino, Hustler Casino, Towers Casino, The Gardens Casino, and Capital Casino have reopened with poker. And Hollywood Park Casino will reopen on Monday. And Maryland Live Casino has reopened for a top-tier guest and will reopen, including its poker room, for all guests on June 29th. While some poker rooms resume tournaments, Kojak's Poker Club in Midland, Texas, appears to be the first to hold a tournament series. Its West Texas Championship Poker Series has begun and will run through June 28th. In Massachusetts, gaming regulators are targeting June 29th as a date for reopening casinos, but poker will not be permitted initially. In the United Kingdom, Genting has announced that three of its casinos will not reopen, and poker rooms in the remaining casinos will be eliminated. 
And of course, remember, we started a reopen webpage at antietmagazine.com slash reopen, listing verified details and casino and poker room reopenings. And uh, if you have updates, email us at editor at antietmagazine.com. And we're also emailing out a weekly e-blast with updates that you can subscribe to on the homepage at antietmagazine.com. A couple of things. Uh, one, I was glad you read the United Kingdom item because I would have said genting. I have no idea that it was a good oh, thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was that was exactly what I was afraid of, and what we we're all afraid of is that these people were saying that their poker rooms are going to be eliminated, you know. And then there was another note today that one of the casinos is keeping their poker room closed, but they're going to use the real estate for slots to help with the space, the social distancing, and all that. And I'm like, once you get those slots in there, it's going to be hard to get them out. Very hard know? to get them out. Yes, absolutely. Um, one other thing I want to say was uh, I'm very confident in our place in the poker zeitgeist i i i have no you know uh inferior feelings toward how important we are to the poker world as far as the show or the magazine or anything but uh it was really nice last week getting that email from kevin mathers yeah uh he's a he's a pretty big deal uh you know in the poker industry yep and so he was thanking us for our uh web page the reopen web page that's got to make you feel good you know you started that and been working hard on it so that was a really big deal he uh he let us know about something too so he was actually not only keeping up with us but then helping us as well and uh we of course thank all of our our listeners and and readers and stuff for telling us stuff that we may not know and you know we're, we're all in this together as they say so yeah um, we've got at least a dozen emails i think or facebook messages or things like that from people that are are, are um Letting us know updates, um, and I'll tell you. I mean, our it, as we speak right now, I know the website is not completely up to date because there's more stuff that there's so much stuff that happened yesterday that I just haven't got to. But yeah. um, so um, you know, once we're done with the show, I will be right back at it. But it's um, things are opening quite quickly now. Yeah. Um, I you know, again, I, I usually do a count of poker rooms, and I didn't do it, but uh, it is probably close to 100 poker rooms now that have reopened. Um, which is significant, you know. We um, our, our magazine is distributed to about 280, so you know, or we're about a third of the way back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, some of those rooms, rooms, rooms that we don't distribute to, that hopefully we will start. So um, it's possible we could come back even bigger than before um, through all those. But um, but it will be a, a a long road back in some of these areas. Um, and uh, you know, I think you made a good point about the um, taking the tables out to social distance slot machines. You know, that's you know, it, it was interesting. My wife and I went to uh, dinner last night um, out, and uh, one of our favorite restaurants. We sat outside, and we were the only ones on the porch. You know, everybody was spaced out. Um, There's only like three other parties there, I think. So it was almost like we were eating at home, but we weren't, right? Yeah. Um, and, and they did a lot of interesting things. They, um, you know, the uh, the waitress didn't no longer came to the table. You ordered at the counter, and then they brought the food to you. And then they had those new, um, well, not new, those European style credit card machines where they bring it to the table. Yeah, know, which I love those too. So all that was great. But um, but we were eating on uh, paper plates and plastic with plastic utensils, and our beer was in plastic cups, right? Because that's just you know how you do things now. Um, but, you know, I, so I was just like, I was, you know, talking I'm like, I, when is this going to stop? Right. I mean, when, what, what's going to be the trigger for our restaurant to go back to using silverware plates and, yeah. and cups? Right. So, um, and, and I, you don't know, I mean, and, and it may not be other, right. So, uh, I don't know. Um, so to bring it back to the poker here, I think that's, that's the real concern is that, you know, once you take those tables out, you put slot machines in, 
people get used to not being right on top of each other to play their slots, then maybe that doesn't change ever. Maybe that just is the way it goes forever, and and that's difficult for those of us who like poker. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And who rely uh, on it for a living. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple other things. I mean, obviously, the, the, this COVID test at a, at a poker room is um, concerning. I mean, we're, we're now starting to see, particularly in our state, um, a lot of bars and restaurants closing back down after um, employees or guests have tested um, for it. Um, so we'll be interested to see um, how that plays out there. Um and then, um, and then Vegas. I didn't really, uh, I didn't add this to the show. I should have. But um, so um, our, our super fan, uh, Chicago Joe, uh, I was trying to figure this out, but he figured it out for me that uh, Vegas is now allowing you to play six-handed if you have dividers hmm. on the tables, otherwise five. Um, so uh, in one sense, that, that doesn't seem very significant. But I think as poker players, we know that that, that step from five-handed to six-handed is a big step, right? Yeah. Uh, once you get into six-handed, then then I think people feel a little bit more comfortable playing. Um, that, that five-handed is difficult, and, and certainly the four-handed that they started with was almost undoable, right? So um, it, it's an interesting way of encouraging uh, casinos to put plexiglass dividers. I mean, it's, hey, if you want to have a real poker game, Here's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. And then they end up doing it, right? Which, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to see how many more do that. Um, and then, you know, I, it's really hard on some of these photos to really see with the plexiglass um, experience. I know. I know. Right? Yeah. But, you know, uh, I did watch the video that the Gardens Casino put up. Um, and it was a video, and they took you through it. And that made it a lot easier for me to understand how it looks. And made it seem less obtrusive than I was thinking it might be. Now, of course, I haven't gone to play. Uh, I don't know when I'll play again, but um, so maybe I'll feel a bit different. But um, it did not look as intrusive. And then I think we already mentioned this on the show before, too, that um, it does define your area at the table. I mean, one of the biggest aggravations I get at at poker is, you know, space hogs on either side. And then I end up like, (laughs) you know, I have like three square inches for my chips and cards and everything. Uh, that that's impossible with the plexiglass letters. You get your own little office <laughs> yeah. there. So you know, again, it's not 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 the worst thing ever. So hopefully they've made them adjustable because if they say okay, now it's, you're allowed to do eight handed or seven handed or something, that they can move them so that they can fit in another seat well, and then. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering that too because one of the casinos, um, and maybe it was Gardens, it was one of the the uh, L.A. casinos. Um, I know um, said that. Uh, uh, their their max players are seven or eight, depending on the type of game. Yeah, I think it was the gardens. Yeah. So um, and um, so that that made me start to think about. Yeah, I mean, you know, poker tables are very uh, adaptable without the plexiglass dividers, right? Yeah. I you know I played six handed tournaments. I played uh, shootouts. I played you know heads up tournaments. Um, but once you put those plexiglass dividers in there, now you're really limited to what you can play. Um, to some degree, so yeah. Yeah, you're defining exactly what the game has to be and, and the spacing, and but it looks like a lot of them are just either clamped on, or you know underneath, or they're like just these tall dividers that stand. I've seen different variations of it. So if it's just a clamp on, kind of like what do we do with our rake boxes? Right. Yeah, yeah. Then they could just loosen it and slide it. But if it's bolted in or something like that, then they're gonna have to make new holes for. So just depends on their system they've used but it'd be nice to have them adjustable so that they could do that yeah and even if they were getting down to like if they want to have a heads-up tournament or something 
you know, and then they can move the dividers out of the way and have them go different ways. And when I see those glass dividers, it reminds me of like those TV scenes when people were visiting people in prison. Yeah. Right. You know, they got the glass in between them and on the sides and, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it'd be worth it. If you really love to play poker and you want to go, I think it's worth it to, to play in these places that look like this. So. Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, I think that's exactly it. If you if you want to play badly enough, you're going to jump through whatever hoops you need, right? Yeah. So um, I'll tell you the other thing, too. Uh, I, I, was, I was telling Laura this last night. I mean, uh, yesterday at the church was the longest I've gone wearing a mask because um, oh, yeah. generally I don't go out. I don't, you know, if I'm going to the grocery store, I run in and grab what I need and get out, right? So. Yeah. So I had my mask on for five minutes or something. So that was the longest I had it on, and it was difficult, I yeah. thought. Um, so um, obviously I wanted to be there yesterday. That's a different story. I mean, playing poker is a different thing, right? So um, I, I'm not sure whether I'm to the level of wanting to play poker enough to to sit there for three or four hours. Or, you or get more. used to it. Uh, after, the, after like two hours, it becomes like you don't even re- – I mean, like when my mom was in the hospital on that last day, I was with her for nine hours with the mask on. You know what I mean? So, and, and it, eventually you get used to it. And there were other times too, like when we would go visit her and stuff. But um, it, 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 you really want to have a fresh mask when you can afford it, because oh, if you're okay. using like the the blue hospital type, you know the mati- the the fibers inside start to break down, and so it's not good anyway. But on top of it, you start to feel like you got hair in your mouth all the time right. and stuff. <laughs> so you want to get a fresh one. But yeah, you you do get used to it after a couple hours. Then you. It takes a while. In the beginning, it's aggravating, but after a while, you get used to it. But you're, you're right. I mean, if you are aggravated by it at all, you don't want to go play poker. Because yeah. if you got to wear a mask and play poker, and this mask is going to aggravate you at all, it's going to it's going to get you off your game because you're just going to constantly be like, oh, I want to grab this off and I want to breathe. And so it just depends on your your ability to uh, take uh, <laughs> you know abuse or whatever. So yeah, to to be uncomfortable. So um, or, or being comfortable until you get comfortable, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, so one, one last thing, I know we've gone a little too long, but uh, I thought this was interesting, too. I was telling some people, I mean, obviously I'm spending hours a day reading casino Facebook posts to figure out when they're opening, and you know, and, and usually they don't come up clearly and say that whether the poker room is open or not, so I have to dig through the comments and wait for somebody to ask, right? Yeah. Um, so in, in doing that, though, I mean, it's been amazing to me the – the absolute rancor uh, between those who uh, feel that everybody should wear a mask and those people who don't want to wear a mask, right? Yeah. Um, and it's it's really almost like 50-50, which is probably not the numbers that I would normally pick for that. But anyhow, um, I just feel horrible for businesses um, because you can't win with this, right? Right. Um, you know, it's probably easier if you're in a place where the government, uh, government is mandated that you have to wear a mask or you don't have to wear a mask. I don't know if anybody's mandated you don't have to wear a mask, but, uh, cause so then you can go with that. But if not, you're left for that, that decision and you, you know, whichever decision you're going to go, you're going to, uh, anger 50% of your potential customer base based on what I'm seeing. And, um, uh, that, that's, uh, that's horrible. Um, for folks that are trying to get back to work, um, whether you think they need to or not, it's, one more minefield that you have to um, dance around. Um, yeah, it just is weird. Weird times. Weird times we live in. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read through this as fast as I can. Any updates? Uh, Papes were the Any Up fans free online token. 
po- tournament series on PokerStars Play Money site is available everywhere. Details on how you can join can be found at bit.ly slash papes, P-A-I-P-S. Games are on the 6th, 16th, and 26th every month and rotate disciplines uh, with a main tournament followed by a second chance event. And, of course, PokerStars gives you 15,000 free chips every four hours. Uh, join the Up Fans Group Facebook page and post within the group to get feedback on your hands or call ask call the floor questions or just discuss anything poker. Check out our 11 vintage Up logo designs on merchandise at antiupmagazine.com slash shop. Buy t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, phone and laptop cases, coffee and drink mugs, and much more with your choice of Annie Up Magazine, Annie Up PokerCast, Annie Up Poker Tour logos. If you haven't, uh, if you have a hand of the week listener spotlight or call the floor submission, email us at podcast at AnnieUpMagazine.com or post in the Annie Up Fans group on Facebook. Each week we spotlight a listener who emails us, and if they haven't won something from us in the past year, just like we do with Call the Floor and Hand of the Week, we send them something cool. Comes from Lauren. Haven't heard from him in a while. And uh, I really like this email. He says, so stuck in a state with no online poker, I've been relegated to Stars Play Money until last Saturday. Now, he says my sister in L.A., but at first I almost read it as my sister-in-law. Oh. <laughs> uh, he says my sister in L.A. called me, and she was in a poker game uh, and said I should jump in. It was on PokerNow.club and being hosted by a personal friend of hers. I've seen uh, lots of invites on Facebook to cash games on free sites where you handle the money offline, but I never knew or trusted the people nor the unknown sites. But since this was being hosted by a personal friend of my sister's, I took a chance. It was great. $100 buy-in, Venmo to the host, uh, no rake. I got 1,000 in chips and played 3-6 no limit. Uh, So basically it translated to 30 cents, 60 cents. Nice low stakes for an unknown game. Everyone at the table was on Zoom so we could see each other and talk like we were actually at a home game. I lost two buy-ins but had a great time. The only problem was it was very much a home game. People kidding around telling others to call us bluff and whatnot. Stuff like that wouldn't happen in a serious game, but for a home game of low stakes, it was fine. Anyway, it might be a good solution for members of Annie Up Nation who are missing their home games. Sounds good, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. So the Zoom thing, I've always uh, known. It was just different uh, what, what sites people play on. So this is a new one that I haven't heard. So, you know, again, it doesn't replicate what we're missing, but it is a suitable replacement, I think. Um, I I might find it a little difficult not knowing the folks um, because uh, uh, you're not – Zoom is different than the, the game, right? So I don't – you know, putting a name to a face during it. So I don't know how much of a home game it would feel like if I didn't know the folks. Right, right. But, right. Whereas, you know, if it's you and me and Faso and Dr. Frank and that, we would, you know, know. So, but so it's it's an interesting way of doing it. And, uh, you know, our little Safety Harbor uh, poker group uh, briefly discussed something similar to this and uh, uh, trying to figure out the – because, like, on uh, Poker Stars, they take uh, – on the home games, they do take a rake in the cash games, uh, home, which is hilarious. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so they were trying to figure out how to do it, and then we're like, we're all trying to explain to them. I'm like, you, you know, it's just a calculation. At the end of the, the game, you, you, your money is worthless; it's diluted, but you can do a percentage to figure out how to settle up. But then it just it got too complicated. Yeah, yeah. But um, tournaments would have been so much easier. But um, so yeah, it, it's been interesting to see how people have found new ways of, of doing this. So I've learned found one. So hey, we get to complete O'Malley's move today. Here comes part one, and we'll see you on the other side. Malley's move. I'm Malcolm O'Malley. 
This week we are playing four-handed $1, $2 at a reopened Wendover Casino. The atmosphere is strange, somewhat apocalyptic, but poker is poker. Let's play some cards. In this casino, you can buy into this game for up to $500. we have bought in for $400, have been playing for roughly an hour, and are right about at our starting stack. The blinds post, the under the gun folds, and we look down on the button with the 10 of clubs, 8 of clubs. This is a decent hand forehanded, especially on the button. We're going to raise it up. We make it $8 to go, which has become the standard raise at this table. The small blind folds, but the big blind calls. The big blind is an older gentleman, somewhat grumpy, but plays fairly straightforward. He doesn't often step out of line. He sits with around 250. We know this about him because we've seen him here before, before the pandemic, and know a little bit about his play. There's $15 in the pot, and the flop is the nine of clubs, eight of spades, deuce of hearts. This is a pretty decent flop for our hand, but our interest is certainly peaked when our opponent donk bets into us for $10. I could go either way in this position. I could see a thin value raise, possibly making a hand like Jack-10 pay, or potentially getting a weak 9 to think they're beat. I could also see floating and seeing what happens on the turn. We choose the latter. There's roughly $35 in the pot, and the turn is the 8 of hearts. This is a great card for our hand. We now are ahead of any 9, other than 9-8. The big blind slows down and checks. I think this is a value situation here. We toss 5 red chips into the pot. $25. Our opponent quickly calls. With roughly $85 in the pot, the river is the ace of spades. Our opponent now bets, this time $50. So, is this a raise or a call? What's the move? This really seems to me to be a big ace who tried to define our hand on the flop and improved on the river. Uh, our downside here is minimized by our opponent's much smaller stack, so... I'm going to raise it up to 100 bucks. Yeah, I'm I'm probably raising to like 150. It, it feels like he has aces up with a decent kicker, so I don't know. It it just feels like we're ahead, and, and I'm not going to settle for his bet. So let's uh, let's me and you raise. Here comes part two. Hello again. This bet leaves our opponent with just a little more than 150 left. So if we're going to raise, I think it needs to be a shove. He's a pretty tight player, but I think it's possible he's completely missed that this is a paired board. There's no draws that got there. This bet is a little confusing. He just called our preflop raise, so we can eliminate most pairs, aces through tens. He led the flop. Could this be ace nine? On the turn he checked and called quickly. Maybe he has something like ten nine of hearts or jack ten of hearts. Why the bet on the river? Was he calling me with something like ace queen or ace jack of hearts? Based on his range and his check on the turn, I think we are way ahead of most of the hands he can show up with here. It's value time. We announce all in and he snap calls. We have a sense of slight panic as he quickly turns over the ace of hearts, nine of hearts. We show our trips and he storms away from the table. Until next time, I'm Malcolm O'Malley saying, what do you make of this one? And be careful when returning to the tables. I hope to see you on the felt. All right, first, uh, I wasn't paying attention to stack sizes, so the shove was the right move. Um, uh, our opponent was definitely stronger than we thought, uh, but if you look back, he was doing that old checking for pot control move on the turn. Um, it just didn't, it just ended up back and fi- backfiring on him. Yeah, I, I was happy we put him on pretty much the right hand, and in that, in that we were called. But uh, it could have been, could have been anything. You know, it, it just, you just never know with these 
four-handed. You know what I mean? You just never know uh, what kind of hand it is because you're thinking, oh, four-handed, he could be playing anything. But at the same time, he, they could still be dealt good hands. You know, they could still be right. dealt ace-eight there, and we're screwed. So um, very good, though. Always happy when he wins. All right, it's time for the advancedpokertraining.com. Hand of the week. Send your hands or situations to podcast at antietmagazine.com. If you have won something from us in the past year, you'll get a free membership to Advanced Poker Training, the world's number one poker training site. Good friend John Van Ottenbacher's back. Yes. And, uh, I should pause to say that we, uh, you know, my our, our begging and pleading worked, and we are flush with all kinds of fantastic hands um, for quite a while now. Nice. But, uh, still keep sending them in. <laughs> yeah, don't stop. Uh, but anyhow, so you're going to hear from some folks uh, in the coming shows that you haven't heard from in a, in a while, which is going to be interesting. But uh, but John was the top of the list, so here we go. Um, he says we, uh, we are down to five players in an online tournament. Blinds are 400 and 800 with a 100 ante. I, uh, he said I have around 32,000 in chips, which is about 40 big blinds. I'm in the small blind with the ace, eight of diamonds. Uh, the other gun folds. The cutoff raises to 2,400. The button folds, and it's on us. Uh, well, he said we're down to five, right? So, I mean, it's it could be anything. We just talked about this a moment ago where, you know, when it's shorthanded like that, they could be playing any types of hands. So there is a little part of me that says I don't believe this guy and I want to come over the top. There's a little part of me that wants to call and just hope we hit it good. And there's a little part of me that even wants to fold. So... <laughs> it, it really it just comes down to feel and you know there's a flow to a tournament too and you, and you get an idea of if i'm gonna fold here will i still given the way they're playing will i still make the money or you know whatever it is so to me i think i would take in all of the information i have for me all i have are blinds and antis and stack size that's it so it's tough for me to just be like you know here's the right move um i guess i would probably call and hope I flop really good. If I don't flop really good, eh, I'm just going to check fold. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take a, a flyer like Scott likes to say. I got enough chips to take this one little raise because um, I'm in for four. And then there's a bunch of money out there. So for two grand and I've got 32 grand, I'll have 30 if this hands over if I just fold after the flop. So that's plenty of money. So I don't mind taking a flyer here. Like I said, if I just thought for one second that this guy – was getting out of line i might consider re-raising and taking a, taking down a nice little chunk of change right there but he, of course i just mentioned with o'malley that you, you just don't know you, you assume because it's shorthand they're playing lesser hands but at the same time he could still wake up with a bigger hand then you've wasted you know seven or eight grand so i think with a suited ace a decent ace not a great ace but a decent one shorthanded is is not bad i'll probably just call and, and hope we hit it pretty decently yeah, and I just realized I didn't give you all the information, so let me give you a little bit more and see if it changes anything. But okay. um, he said the cutoff, uh, who's the person that ra- made the raise, is the chip leader with a little more than 100,000 in chips, uh, which is more than 100 big blinds, yeah. and has been very aggressive. Okay. Um, another player has around 50,000 chips, and two others have around 20,000, so uh, Jonathan is in the middle of the stack sizes. Okay. Well, we could be eliminated by this guy too, so that's more caution, right? You could be eliminated by this guy, so you want to be a little yeah, careful. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's I think that's the reason I I, I realized I probably should have mentioned that because that does play a factor in the decision here. I think so. Uh, I, I I'm generally right there with you on this. I mean, uh, five handed any aces becomes a, a good hand. Um, 
so uh, and it's suited of course which always helps um the two problems for me are one we're in the small blind so we're going to be out of position the entire hand which yeah. is difficult and then two now this this new information that uh, we have that uh, the person who raised is the chip leader and can um knock us out of this tournament um i'm a little la- wary of going down the road um against that kind of player out of position um with a hand that that that's bigger five-handed than it is nine-handed but it's still not super huge right so yeah um i, I think considering all that um i'm probably gonna fold here it's probably a little tight um um but you know i i just don't like to tangle with the chip leader um unless i have the goods um or position and right. i don't they're one of those things right now right so. plus the fact that he's very aggressive that you mentioned now makes it even harder for us to deal with this guy out of position. You know, if it's one thing, if he was like, hey, he only does this with big cards and all that, then you kind of look at the flop and be like, all right, I think I'm ahead. But now, this, if he's very aggressive, that generally means he plays any cards. And now you may be ahead, you may not be ahead before we go to the flop. And then at the top of it, you know, any flop that comes down, you can't just say, oh, that's probably hit him. You have no idea. So I hate being in these situations. Yeah, and and on top of that, he's probably going to uh, – when you're described as very aggressive, it, you're not just very aggressive pre-flop. You're very right. aggressive throughout the whole hand. Right. So uh, he, he is going to put us to a test um, through a flop to turn in the river here. So if we don't flop big, it's going to be very difficult to, to navigate that, I think. So um, – and again, we're right at forty big blinds. That's that's somewhat comfortable, but you know, a couple big bets in a hand like this, and now you're down to twenty or fifteen. Yeah, you're down to shove mode. That changes changes the entire complexity of the tournament for you now, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so again, I, it's probably a little tight, but I, I just there's there's a couple warning signs here that I I'm not going to ignore, and I would just rather fold here. Um, different story if I had been raised and I'm just completing the big blind, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind, the, like I said, I don't mind a call because it's not that big of a raise. It's not that big of a portion of the stack we have. So, again, if I'm disciplined enough to see a flop and be realistic about it, that I've hit it well enough to continue or I haven't, then it's like, okay, I can take I can take a flyer here. But if I'm not, if I'm the type of player that really needs to have position or, real, or you know, the fact that this guy is really aggressive, I can see folding. And if I'm the type of person that, you know, gets in over my head after flops because I see a, like I'm playing Omaha and I see a hint of anything. You can see the world when you play Omaha and you see a flop. You can always imagine something. Right. So if I'm that type of player and hold them too, I might be trying to be disciplined enough to fold. So I'm going to take a flyer and call though. Uh, I think the other thing too, that it, 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 once we get down, again, I used to well, love playing sit and go. So that's, that's where I, where I used to do pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we are really in a sit-and-go situation now, right? So I'm making decisions based more on uh, stack sizes around. So um, I, I have never been uh, um, scared of letting one player at the table take everybody out and then going up with them head-to-head head head because it only takes a couple hands to change that fortune, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, you know, we got a couple of players that are down to 20,000 here. Um, you know, I, I, I'm comfortable letting this guy kind of run over the table because I can imagine that's what people are saying. It's like, hey, Scott, you're folding, you're playing too tight, you're going to let this guy continue to accumulate chips. At this point, I really don't care if this guy accumulates chips as long as he's knocking people out. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I'll, I'll let him do all the hard work and then I will, you know, try to outplay him heads up and get those chips back. So, 
um, that 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 kind of plays into my decision as well too. So, all right, all right. Our hero uh, calls and the big blind folds. Um, so pot is uh, sixty one hundred, and we see a flop of ten of diamonds, nine of hearts, tray of hearts, and we are first to act with our ace eight of diamonds. Yeah, this is this is a miss for me. I mean, there's nothing here except backdoor outs, and on top of it. Even if we hit the ace, we still don't know if it's good if we hit it on the turn. I can't imagine betting this guy off his hand if he's an aggressive person, took the lead, and we only called. You know, if you do a donk bet, he may just come over the top, and again, this guy can knock you out. And why be crippled? Why be so cavalier and and and, and bet out and then be crippled because of it? So, I, like I said before the thing, I said, I'll take a flyer. I better be smart about how I hit it, and if I'm not, I could cost me. So... In this yeah. case, I I see backdoor straights, backdoor diamonds, and one over card. I don't see myself myself betting out, and I certainly don't see me calling if this guy makes a decent bet. So uh, I'm checking. And he's going to make a decent bet, right? Yeah, of he's, course. Yeah. So I mean, this is yeah. We we've reached the end of this hand. Uh, check for me. I think. Yep. So, all right. Uh, our hero does check. Um, uh, the opponent. That's twenty five hundred, and it's back to us. Yeah, well, we, well, we know our answer, <laughs> and of course, we know uh, that's not going to be right. right. So our hero calls. Uh, he says, "I have a backdoor straight, a backdoor flush, and an overcard, but no hearts. Uh, I have a pretty weak hand, but the bet is fairly small, uh, barely larger than his pre-flop raise. I decided if I pick up a straight or flush draw, uh, a diamond, queen, and jack, seven or six. I could check raise the turn as I feel this player is being overly aggressive with his big stack. Um, well, one of the things I told Jonathan here is now this this is kind of the trap you get in, right? So what you're hoping for on the next card is a card that gives you a draw. <laughs> yeah. Which means you're going to have to get to the river to, to get payoff on his hand, which means you're going to have to invest a lot of chips to get somewhere where you may not be able to work. Now, obviously, I think he's talking about check raising and and uh, playing back this player and trying to win without actually making his hand, so I understand that. But if if uh, he does play back at us, then then we're back uh, relegated to actually hitting a hand um, on the river, um, and we've committed a, a monster percentage of our stack here um, in in an all round bad situation. I think so. Yeah. All right, uh, pot is 11,100. Uh, the turn is the ace of spades. So the board now is ten of diamonds, nine of hearts, tray of hearts, ace of spades, and we are first to act again. Well, if I'm going on his mindset, if I remember what you said correctly, he said if I pick up a draw um, that he could check raise, but he didn't say anything about if he hits the ace. But he, he did say the ace was one of his... You know, outs or whatever he said, an overcard earlier. So, you know, he hits the ace. So now I'm curious. I don't know in his mindset what he w- was thinking if he hit the ace. So, um, I I don't know. Again, we this guy could have had an ace, could have had a better ace than us. That's why he raised, not just because he's aggressive, but maybe he actually has the better ace. And he did what a better ace would do on the flop. You know, he, if he had ace ten, he hit his ten, he bet it. If he had ace jack and missed, he still c bet. And all we did was call, so we don't have any more information from this guy, which is what we should have done anyway. I don't think we should have raised. So is it now you wake up? Or is it now you try your check raise? I, I don't know. I, 
it's nice that we hit the ace, but again, this can only mean bad things for us because it's hand of the week. So <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. But if it were me, I still would check. And then I would see how much he bets and then figure it out. If he checks behind, then I know I'm good. If he bets it, then I'll have to gauge how much he's betting and whether or not it's worth me putting more money in. But I think aces with an eight kicker, five-handed might be pretty good. It just depends on if he had a better kicker and raised earlier with an ace. So, again, it gets back to feel. It's hard to do it in black and white like this. You know, I'm looking at my notes, and it's like, yeah, the guy's aggressive. Um, He wasn't exactly on the button, so it wasn't that he was stealing. You know, it was the cutoff, but you're five-handed. That could be, you know, it could be any two cards. So, I think I would probably check and then probably call and probably just try to keep the pot small um, going to the river and getting value. I, I just don't see this this being a case for me to raise. I mean, that's the one thing is if you believe he doesn't have anything or that he could be drawing, then this is where you either bet out or check raise a bunch. Yeah, but you have to at that point if that's what you decided, right? If that's what you believe, yeah, exactly. The pot is getting too big now. So it's the pot's at 11,000. I believe we're now down to about 27-ish. A little bit less than twenty-seven. Yeah. Um, so you know, any kind of bet that's going to come here is now going to get us into a, a a weird zone where if we call that, you know, our, our the river has got to be our our shove at that point, right? So if that's the case, and we 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 feel we're we're stronger right now, we we should be doing that right now, uh, probably in a check raise rather than a bet out, but. Um, but that, that's what you have to decide. You have to decide, is, is this ace a good card for us? I mean, obviously our hand improved, but did it improve more than our opponent? So, um, it, again, this is, I mean, we started a, a, a down this road at the beginning that, that, that often leads to these these problems. So, um, at this point, uh, the other three players at the table are watching this hand with glee, I think. Right? Yeah. So, um so yeah, I, I guess you got to decide. I mean, I, I I'm a little scared that I improved here. I think so. But. Yeah, you're either putting your tournament life on the line here, or you're going to be doing it now. And this is the problem with playing this hand in this position. So, um, I, I like I said, I I got to get get a read on this guy. If I think that he might be drawing, I'm gonna. I don't know. If I think he's drawing, I might bet out cost because if it, if he's drawing, he might check behind now and got that free card. And that's yeah. gonna suck. Yeah. You know, there's hearts, there's straights. So uh, I, I really think uh, it, it goes back to feel. So yeah. I'm, it's hard for me to say. Given the information I have here, um, I'm probably going to check call. Yeah, because here's, here's the other from your right. Um, uh, uh, so if we bet out here... We, we've committed our stack now. I mean, if we bet out and he calls, we we have to bet the river. Yeah. Uh, it is. And the river could be something not exciting, like a heart, right? Um, or a card that completes another straight that doesn't help us. So, um, but if we uh, check and he checks behind and he is drawing, then we've given that free card. So, um, I mean, ideally, our, our goal here is to check, uh, check raise, but that's only going to work if he bets. So, now, being an aggressive player, he probably is, so that's probably a, a, a good gamble to take. Um, but, wow, this is a tough spot. Now, yeah. I will say, you know, I, I keep talking about being worried about being eliminated. The other way you have to look at this, too, is if we get it all in and win this hand, we are now the chip leader, and that's a pretty powerful position to be in. 
five-handed. So there is an upside, a tremendous upside to winning this pot. So It also depends on how many spots they were paying. I, I have no idea. How do I know if it was an online tournament? Could it have been 50, 60, 100 players in this, and you're already guaranteed a payday, so you might be willing to take a chance to that's jump to the top three? Huge difference, yeah. Yeah, so we don't know how much is being paid. It could be top three spots, and you're going to – why risk it now when you're guaranteed third if you just sat there and folded your way to third? So it a lot of stuff comes into play when you're making your decisions here. Absolutely. All right, our hero checks, and his opponent bets 7,000 and is back on us. 7,000. That's The pot was 11. So that's like, man, that's way more than half. Uh, 7,000 we have. So we have like 20,000 left. So, oof. I mean, originally we had 32 and had about 40 big blinds, so now you're taking a third of that. So you're looking at uh, 24. Five, twenty-eight big blinds. I mean, I guess still, if you were to call now and then he shoved on the river, you could fold. You still have a decent amount of blinds, but you're getting around shove mode. Um, geez, I really don't know. I, I guess, uh, I guess we're getting into trouble here. But I would probably call. I don't think I can fold with hitting my ace now. I mean, I just don't think I can fold. I, if I shoved, that would be interesting. You know, I, I think that's the play. I think yeah. you're right. At this point, we, we, we've got this far in the hand that we've invested so many chips that that we have to roll the dice and get paid off here. So, um, Not so, just that, but you got to get uh, – not to interrupt, but also you have enough of a stack now to, to make it tough for him to – you can get him to fold a better hand right now. Probably, that's a yeah. big enough bet still to make him – ponder you know whereas if you just call and then at the end he bets 14 now you you know i mean you're not going to get him the fold or whatever 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 your play might be down the road or whatever so you're right i think the show is the right thing he has no read on us right we we've been passive through this entire hand right so the check raise is super powerful here because of that because now we're saying um hey we've had a hand the entire time (laughs) and uh so yeah i think you're right now i mean obviously if he has an ace he's going to call and we're going to have to hope that it's a weaker race than we have. But, um, or of course, you can have some other hands abuse as well, too. But if not, then then I, this, this is – I'm not a big fan of check raise. But if I'm going to check raise, this is the exact spot I'm going to do it in. Yeah. So yeah. to me, that's, that's the that's – the, I think it's the only play here. Folding is too weak now that we've improved. And the call is just going to be put us in that spot where we're, we're going to have to – like I said before, we're going to have to bet the river, whatever it is, and if it ends up being a trouble card, that's going to be difficult. So if, if he's on a draw right now, this is our chance to make him pay for it yeah. or yeah. the fold. Either yeah. way, I'm, I'm going to be happy with that, you know. Yeah, okay. let's let's check raise. Um. Okay, let's see. Uh, our opponent, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, our hero calls. He says, I hit my ace, but if he has a larger ace, I'm in trouble, although I don't think he, I can fold to this particular player yet. Pot is 25,100. The river is the eight of hearts. Oh. Uh, final board is ten of diamonds, nine of hearts, tray of hearts, ace of spades, eight of hearts. Oh. Of course, it's on us first with the flush now out there. Oh, flush and straight, nine, ten got there now, you know. Uh, and, and so did four five, but it's possible that he has these hands, you know. Um, you know he could have uh, he could have backdoored into a flush. He could have, or not even backdoored. Right, there were two hearts right on the flop. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, he could have been just saying, you know what, I got a pair, and I'm 
Uh, I think a straight gets there, right? Does a straight get there now? Wait, wait a minute, hold on. I'm sorry, what did I say? Yeah, yeah there's eight, eight, nine, ten. Eight, nine, ten. Okay, I'm sorry. So Queen Jack gets there. Jack, queen, queen, I'm sorry. Six, seven. I was yep. right in the the word numbers wrong here. Okay, so yeah, so straight gets there. Hearts get there. And all, now we've made aces up, so it's going to be aces up, right? Eight, eight. Yeah, so yep. it's going to be tough to fold. Uh, but it's the worst card possible. It completes two draws. And, man, I don't. I don't know. I, here's the deal: is do I think I can fold? Like if if I check and he shoves, and I have basically twenty grand, can I fold here with aces up? I don't think I can. I so I might as well shove. So you have to shove, right? I think that's the only play now. I mean, I think we've got to this point. We've actually improved in the last two cards. The board has gotten scary, of course, um, but. Um, we need to represent that we have a bigger hand than we have here and hope that, uh, based on what we have left in our, in our stack, that it, it gets him to fold. There's no other way around this. I think if we check, he's going to bed and we're at the call and then we lose the ability of getting him to fold out a slightly better hand than we have. So, right. you know, we, we've gotten this far and again, I keep harping on it, but this is, we, we went down this road from the beginning where I probably wouldn't have gotten into all of this hand. And here we are, and so we we need to be bold here, and we need to be confident that uh, that our hand is best, or our bet will be enough to fold out that slightly better hand. So we got to shove here. Yeah, That's I think you have really to. We are now. So yeah, it's the only, basically, the only bullet you have left in your gun is is to shove now, because after that you're guessing. And of course, if he got there, he's not folding, and we're screwed anyway. Exactly right. right. So, so, but I mean, if we check and he bets, then uh, with whatever he has, then we we have to call at this point. Yeah. I think I, I don't yeah. think we can fold at this point with twenty thousand left. You know, yeah, I don't think so. So, I mean, mm-hmm. got to show. So, hopefully, he's in the money. All right, our hero checks and our opponent shoves. Um, of course, you know, obviously he had us covered. Um, so, if we call, it would be all of our chips. Uh, <sighs> that's. We talked about it's, it, right? We're going to call. Yeah, exactly yeah. what our hero does. He calls, and the opponent shows the seven of hearts, six of hearts, oh. the rivered flush, uh, not to mention he also gets the straight there at the same time. He says, I made two pairs, and so now I'm beating most ace-x hands. He was betting and other single pairs, but I think it might still be too weak to call with. Shouldn't he have been worried? Uh, I now could have a straighter flush and check back most of the one. Uh, one or two pair hands on this river, meaning I should fold, or does his over aggression as the big stack warrant a call with his middling two pair hand? Um, well, I mean, the, fir- the hardest part for me is that he, to put him on that hand. I mean, I, yeah, not that you can't put him on that hand given the aggressiveness, the chip leader, the short handed. You could put him on suited connectors. It's possible. Um, and the way he played it, if you go back real quick, you look at ten nine three two hearts. Well, then there you go. He's playing it like he had all the world, and he did. You know, I mean, he flopped an inside straight draw, a flush draw. Plus, he had control of the hand, and he was chip leader in a short-handed game. And you kept playing passively, so he kept feeling confident that he could either get you off the hand or he's going to hit his draw. So he had all these semi outs too. Um. So when we just kept calling, we kept letting him put the price on. So when the ace of spades came and you checked, he's just like, oh, I'm going to keep the pedal to the metal because you've shown me no strength. At that point, at that point, I don't know if we get him off the hand or not. It's a lot of outs with one card to come, and he's still chip leader. But at that point, if we had done the check-raise-shove, maybe he lets it go. Maybe. 
because well, it is just a gutter after that point because now he's on a uh, i mean his straight draw is pretty weak he has to right. that, that that eight um but he might feel a little bit better about his flush draw at that point but at that point we would have made him have to pay twenty thousand. Um, when when there's an ace, which is what helped us, and he has to think that's what helped us, right? So so he knows that you know a six or seven is not going to help him. So he's going to have to hit the the, the hearts, right, um, or that that eight. Um, so maybe he calls. I mean, he he had a lot more chips than we did. So I mean, at that point, that's when you use your chip stack to to really accumulate chips, right? So he probably still would have called. Um, and so nothing would have changed, but I, I would have liked to seen that decision versus the decision that he put us to. Yeah, and he, and there's nothing to say that he doesn't know that like he had two baby hearts, but his hearts might not have been good if you put him in that pressure. He might think, oh, you might be shoving with ace ten of hearts. You know what I mean? You got yeah. the ten of hearts top pair, and you're just letting walk the dog, and then boom, now you're like, hey, on the turn, I check raise you because I've got top pair top kicker and the nut flush draw and now i can put you to a test and i think you can't fold so he might put that into his head too there's a lot of psychological crap that goes on too it's this you know the upper levels of the game so it just depends on on how you, you read on the guy but i agree i think on the turn is where you might get him to lay this down not that you need him to or wanted him to at the time because we're not being hindsight here we're just saying if you had played it the way we thought you might have survived this hand um you know, at the time you hit the top pair and you were ahead, but only statistically minimally. Yeah, really, really, really would have liked to have seen his reaction on our check ray shove on the turn of there yeah. with that ace spades there with him sitting on seven high with flush draw. So um, had we got him to fold that down at that point, we would have picked up 18,000. So, you know. And he would have uh, come down that much. Exactly. So. so would have tightened uh, up the race. We would have been in a much better spot there, um, obviously, than dead as we are now. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, he actually cashed. Uh, you know, hopefully, yeah. he was already in the money, and it's that like, was just a, oh, no. a so, lesson. But uh, yeah. Yeah, he made the show again, Jonathan. So we start calling him. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about you know people are supplying multiple hands now. You know. And I was thinking we'd call people like Vic Jr. on the show. Yeah, you know? yeah he's like the NG Vic Jr. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Locke. We'll see you at the table. Anti-Up is a production of antiupmagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at antiupmagazine.com or call our hotline at 206-338-6344. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at antiupmagazine.com or call 727-331-4335. Some music used in this episode comes courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.